Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My prayer is the prayer of Father Michael Judge. God, take me where you want me to go today. Have me meet who you want me to meet. Say what you want me to say, and keep me out of your way. Amen. Your name, amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Have a great friend today, a soldier for Christ, uh, Mr. Seen Trajalik. Welcome to the show, Seen. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a I'm a broadcaster, so having this microphone in my mouth makes me feel <laughs> makes me feel good. Originally from Abbeville, uh, went to Vermilion Catholic, uh, went to UL. Yeah, went to went to LSU for one semester, and uh, they asked me to go to UL. Um, and went to UL, worked in radio from high school through college, uh, and um, and then got into, ra- uh, into television in, in '89. And I've been in a, a broadcaster ever since then. I've got three kids, uh, grown twins, uh, Maddie and Jacob, who live here in Lafayette, and I've got uh, a fourth grader, nine year old at Fatima, Eli, married to Tanya Lacoste. Uh, who's a, a former broadcaster herself. Now, I have to tell you, when you got the job at Channel 3, general manager, vice president, um, no one was more excited than I was, uh, honestly. Um, just uh, very deserving Thank and you. just the right man for the job. And, and really, it's uh, as, I, as I reflected in prayer about today's meeting, just one of the best, to me, from the outside looking in, just uh, – one of the greatest jobs that could be available, one of the most high-profile jobs in Lafayette, and just a blessing. And I've heard you say that's it is a blessing. It, it, it's you know it, it's an absolutely a blessing. You know I, I have I was interviewed by a magazine, one of the broadcast magazines about guys who grew up in their home market, started at a station, left and came back to run the station. And I was talking to the guy, and 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 the journalist who who asked me was interviewing me just kind of said you know this must be a little surreal for you and i said surreal to me is is the holy spirit surreal to me is i don't i don't get this this is a this is this is divine this is a blessing uh and, and that's what it is you know I, I i started i watched that station growing up we all did you know and i got into broadcasting because I was playing football at VC, you know, now VC's decent, but back then we were, we were just, we were horrendous. We, I think we still hold a state record for most consecutive losses. Uh-oh. Uh, we won a couple of games my, my junior year and the TV three sports guys showed up to interview us. And, um, and that night, every Abbeville shut down at six o'clock. I mean, everybody watched that on TV. And I remember thinking, man, this is, you know, this is pretty powerful. Uh, and that led me to, to led me on my broadcast journey. I started at KMDL Radio and then got into TV and started in sales there in 1989. Uh, left, went to Monroe, went to Knoxville, came back, had another stint at TV3, two stints at KADN. Wow. Uh, and d- just to be back there leading that station, it's 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 a it's a it's a responsibility because you know it's you know. It, there's that's st- our station serves Acadiana. It's not just news; it's entertainment. But I do believe that it, it's the job of a broadcaster to to make a difference in the lives of people. It's not just our, you know, the, you know, not just the crime stuff. But but we're going to be doing a lot of of, of community uh, community work, service work, giving back to the community, having community dialogue, trying to improve the lives of people, and and to be the guy doing it is just is is just. It's it's amazing, That's and awesome. and the reason why I'm glad to be talking about it with you is it's 
it's a God thing. I mean, it would not have happened. Um, I, I, it would not have happened with, with, without the growth in my faith and, and my Catholic faith. Yeah, that's beautiful. <clears throat> so Trajalic is not your typical <clears throat> Cajun name. Uh, give me a little bit of family history. Uh, uh, you, I assume you consider yourself a Cajun Catholic, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so tell me a little history. Well, T'Challa's not Cajun, obviously. Uh, <laughs> my, my dad was, uh, was a Texas Czech. We're Czechoslovakian uh, from near College Station and uh, moved to Opelousas in the 50s in the oil business. My mom was a Lonklo. Uh, they met. And he ended up bouncing around, you know, he was a seismographer, so he worked the, I call it the seismograph circuit, you know, Morgan City, Homa, Baldwin, Franklin, Abbeville, Morgan City, you know, back and forth. And we settled in Abbeville. Um, I, I'm a, let's see, one, two, I'm a fourth generation uh, American. We do have a Catholic that, that although my, my dad's, my dad's uh, family was, they were Moravian brethren, uh, which is a, which is a Czechoslovakian uh, essentially it's Czechoslovakian Lutheran, but as you know or may not know, Czechoslovakia is heavily Catholic. Okay. Uh, I mean, and and back then all Catholic families gave a son to the church, as as we say down here in South Louisiana. So my great grandfather came over from Czechoslovakia with his parents. They were in Pittsburgh, and he was the one they chose to be a Catholic priest. So they sent him to the seminary in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And he didn't like it because it was very strict. And his point was, I didn't come to America from Czechoslovakia to be in bondage. You know, he felt, he felt like he was in prison. Yeah. You know, he didn't like the rules. <laughs> and he was a little rebel. And, and, and that kind of carried through to my generation. And so he left. He, he, he took, they would wear vestments. He left his vestments on his bed and he ran away. Uh, my great-great-grandparents uh, weren't happy when he showed up at their door. Uh-huh. Uh, they didn't disown him, but apparently they, it was a real chilly a chilly homecoming. So he saw an ad in the paper, uh, in a check paper for you could move to Texas. This was 1880, and uh, and get a thousand acres of land. He moved down to, to Texas, and uh, there were no Catholics in in on the Texas Prairie then. And so he he got with a Lutheran minister, and they basically started a church, the Moravian Brethren Church. It was sort of close to Catholic, but so there's a there's a faith there's that faith going through us, but um, but we were not Catholic. My yeah. yeah, and 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 yeah, I grew up in Abbeville. My dad just you know not to get not to get off on a tangent, but this it's it's I'm being reminded of these things as you're asking me. Yeah. My dad was a Moravian Brethren. My mom was a Catholic. Uh, Going to at Vermilion Catholic, and you and I are roughly the same age. You know, we started going to retreats. You know, fr- you have your freshman retreat, sophomore retreat, and my dad kind of liked what I was bringing home. You know, and so he asked me to help him convert, and so I reached out to Monsignor, the late, the late Monsignor Mouton, and uh, said, you know, my my dad wants to be a Catholic. So Monsignor uh, started coming to our house and and taking RCIA to my dad. And on my birthday in 1980, my 15th birthday, I was my dad's. Uh, my, I was my dad's godfather. I was his baptism sponsor. Wow! Uh, and and he con- he converted to Catholicism. And and the only thing I've got from him uh, that I carry with him is when he died, I uh, carry the scapula, the scapular medal that I gave him when Jeez. he converted. Yeah. So. So you and I have a lot in common. My father was a convert as well, uh, yeah. much later in life, and I was his confirmation sponsor. Oh wow! Baptism sponsor. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It was very special you yeah know, uh, something that you know definitely just very special you know that's that's so cool and you kind of 
you really took the words out of my mouth because the next question I was going to ask you when, when you know we are about the same age and we didn't have campus ministry no. and um, you know so the question I was going to ask you and which which led me into this thought Lance Struther at St. Thomas More mm-hmm. said to me they figured out like 10 years into the program that hey campus ministry is kind of really for the parents and they never looked at it that way you oh know? wow yeah and so you know it was the parents that were feeding off the children and, and who wanted more and so they began to offer more for the parents and that's really what led me to a strengthening in my faith is to go on these mission trips with the, with the kids it's it was an awesome experience you know? I did I did not know that I did not know we share that but you're right it, yeah. it's you know we didn't we didn't have campus ministry we were just taught by the priests I mean you know Bishop Bishop Provo from Lake Charles was the associate pastor at St. Mary Magdalene you know remember back then priests tended to stay at, at parishes a lot longer right. so I grew up with with he was Father Provo I grew up with Father Provo and he taught us English and then Monsignor Mouton taught religion once a week that was not our favorite class uh, but so so we were we were connected to the priests just through just through church we'd go to mat we'd walk to mass on, on Fridays but yeah just take going to retreats and and the first time that retreat that retreat high hits you you know when you're in high school and you come home and you're bouncing off the walls and 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 um, that rubbed off on my dad and, and and he was later he was well, he was probably what 50 he was in the mid 50s you know yeah for for my father <clears throat> it was like more of a mandate from my mother you know yeah, she was yeah. uh hardcore catholic and yeah. she said hey if you're gonna marry me this is going way back to when they were my mom was 17 when she was married yeah and she says i will not marry you unless you become catholic and um so my father went to world war ii right after the japanese bomb pearl harbor and a and a and a a uh, chaplain on on a naval ship baptized him but he wasn't a practicing catholic and then later mm-hmm. you know they split up and they're like hey if you want to come back you know you better come back to the church so he was confirmed and i had a That's priest cool. in my house you know for yeah. like a year every yeah, yeah. week you know and uh, so i experienced that too so tell me scene <clears throat> what is it that something you know my kids like to talk about what's a conversion like and I don't know if you felt like in your life you've had a conversion, uh, yeah. you know, but what is it that has triggered your faith? Because I know you're on fire for Christ. I, I mean, you can see that in your eyes. So. My, you know, I, I had a conversion without leaving the church, um, and, and my conversion came from, and you know, came five years ago with a decision to, 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 quit, to, to quit drinking I'm, I'm, and, and to, to come to the realization that I had a problem with alcohol. I grew up Catholic. I grew up... Uh, you know, as as we said, going to retreats and 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 hearing the message, and it, you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't enough. You know, uh, I, I've, I, you know, I come from my father was a recovering alcoholic. My dad was was twelve years sober when he died, um, but it, you know, it runs in the family, and and I was always afraid of it. Uh, so instead of drinking a whole lot, I would I would avoid it. I would I would ration it. You know, I would be careful to not to drink, so I would I would I'd use other other uh, other mind altering substances. And I was you know forty nine years old. I had a young child, and just things started happening in my in my life that had me just thinking that something wasn't right. And 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 you know, some it happened. Some people, you know, when they're young, they their consequences to their to their addiction to their drinking. They get you know, you and I grew up with guys. You get a DUI, you get thrown out of Catholic school, you go to treatment. Um, I didn't have those consequences. No one knew that I was, quote unquote, struggling with alcohol because I wasn't, in my words, I wasn't a drunk. I mean, I, I wasn't, 
you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't sloppy, I, but you know, I, it was, it, I was relying on it an awful lot. And, uh, Hampton, Father Hampton Davis, who's a mutual friend of ours, a couple, couple times had said, you know, have you thought about going to, to an AA meeting? And I remember thinking the two times you mentioned it to me, I, I, I was like, what are you talking about? We aren't, we weren't even talking about, about addiction or drinking. And I think he saw that I had an alcoholic brain. He saw that I was wanting more. Um, he, he, I was probably 30 years old and, and Hampton said, you know, he said, seen, have you heard of the, 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 the parable of the prodigal son? I said, yeah. I said, are you telling me I'm the prodigal son? He said, no, I'm not. I'm telling you that you're the other one. He said, I'm telling you that you've, you've got it. Okay. You're in the house, you know, you're with your father, you have everything you need, but yet you're wondering why other people have, you know, why other people are being, you know, the fatted calf is being celebrated Why there's celebrations for their, you, you've got it all along. And that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then just had a couple of things happen. I mean, I, I was meeting with a, with a, with a spiritual advisor and, the spiritual advisor said, you know, that you just seem troubled. You know, why don't you pray? What is there one thing that would make you happy right now? What would make you happy right now? And I said, well, I said, this is going to be odd. He said, there's no wrong question. I said, you know, I'm, I'm a musician. You know that I play guitar. I said, I'd love to play. I want to play on a stage in front of a bunch of people because I'm used to playing in the corner. Uh, I want to play with a band. I'd never played with a band. I'd been a solo guy forever. And, and and not have to rehearse. Just show up, jump on a stage, play with a band, play some old cover tunes. And he said, well, put it out there. This, he said, you just you just put it out there. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, sometimes you just have to say what your prayer is. Within a week, I got a phone call from a friend of mine, Chris Foreman, who is with the band Chafalaya. And he has a band, The Bayou Boys. I grew up as a DJ playing a Chafalaya music. I bought a guitar to learn how to play a Chafalaya records. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of the last remaining a Chafalaya groupies. Chris called me and he said, hey, man, um, I want to run something by you. I got a band, The Bayou Boys. And we're playing the UL tailgating uh, party under the oak tree. And we need a singer. That's cool. Next month. You want to? You want to? And my knees got weak, not just because, you know, he was asking me to do it, but I'm thinking, this is just spooky. This is literally the answer to a prayer. And I thought at that time, this is a big deal. This is the answer to a prayer. I want to be present. I want to, I want to, I want to feel this. I wasn't feeling anything. I was numb. My whole life was numb. I would smile and I would, you know, I was, you and I were, were doing business together and, and hunting and stuff like that. But I, there was, there was, I, I, there was an emptiness, you know, and I want to feel it. Uh, same time I start doing, I start praying, you know, I thought, wait a minute, this prayer thing, you know, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> prayer might, thing, it might, might, might be something to it. So I started praying, you know, God, just, you know, just help me. There's something not right. Um, and through a series of events, I, I, I came to realize that, you know, I was, I was relying on, I was, I was relying on other things to get me happy. And I had gotten to a routine of drinking, you know, uh, not an everyday thing, but when I drank, I drank a lot. Uh, I couldn't have a glass of wine. I had a, I didn't understand these people that put the cork back in the bottle, <laughs> you know, I it, it, so it was always to excess. I reached out to a friend and I said, Hey, you know, I mean, I'm wondering if I have a problem. And that friend said, well, you know, uh, you might. So are you, are you willing to find out if you are? And, and that word right there became one of my mantras, willing, you know, uh, everything in life is about being willing. It wasn't, you need to quit drinking. It wasn't, you need to make some changes. It wasn't, you need to lose weight. You know, we were told so many absolutes, but this person just said, are you willing to entertain the idea that you might, you know, you might, you might have a problem. And I said, yeah. 
Uh, and then that, that began my journey of sobriety. And that was July 14th of 2016. Um, I started, you know, attending, attending meetings and then the conversion took place. Then the, the, the true reliance upon, first of all, identifying, remember the, in, in recovery, they talked about, you know, you know, identifying your, your God, who is your higher power. And my higher power is, I realized is God. And it was the God that I'd had in my Catholic faith. I'd left the faith. I was still a Catholic uh, but I was mad at the church. Uh, I didn't like the rules. Um, I was a pick and choose type Catholic and I was an all or nothing. So if there was something that the, that the, the Pope said that I didn't like, that was the end, you know, and there are a lot of folks like that. You and I know those. Yeah. You know? And, and we're the Pope of our own church. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> I like that. Um, and, and you know, I was, I, 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 I kind of got over that anger. I started praying to God. I, I, I get, spent some time of discerning who is my higher power. And my higher power was the God that we grew up with. Um, and I just turned my life over to him. I, it, it sounds, we, how many times have we heard people say, I turned my life over to God? I, I, I didn't know what that meant until, right. because I had to. And I had to because I could know, I, I, I chose to remove the medication of alcohol and drugs. And I didn't want to, after I got some sobriety and I realized what it felt like and what it was bringing to me, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back. So I needed, I needed a drug and my drug, my drug became God. I became relying, I, I had to throw everything in his hands. And just as sure as this, as, as this microphone is in front of me, um, he was there. That's so beautiful. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Sean Trajalik. He is the vice president and general manager of KATC TV3, the ABC affiliate in Lafayette. And he's a true blessing to the show today and, and, and to me and my family. And uh, so, so many thoughts for me because the Holy Spirit is bouncing all over this booth yeah, right yeah, now yeah. because I went to Reg yesterday and I, that's where I get a lot of my prayer me too. time. And, uh, <laughs> me too. You know, strange, but, uh, but for me, you know, because I wasn't a workout guy until much later in life. But, but yesterday I'm stressing about everything in my life. And, uh, and, and, and I finally sit down at this weight station and God says to me clearly in a voice says, just do my work follow me don't worry about all that other stuff you got going yeah. in your life you know just wake up every day and 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 do my work yeah and and, and so you know it just gave me a lot of consolation and i hear you saying that i hear you saying that in a big way yeah and and what i what i pick up on on what you're saying is is that that the be able to hear the answer to a prayer you know yeah. i was I, I never quieted my mind because i had an alcoholic brain i never quieted my mind enough to hear god talk and i remember I can tell you exactly where I was in my car, driving home, the exact spot on the road when I was praying, going home after work. I was working at KDN, and I was just like, "Man, you know, God, just, just not feeling right, you know, um, you know, give, give me some, give me. It was a specific problem at work. Give me some guidance on this." And it wasn't a different voice; it was my voice. But I heard my voice in my head say, "Tell me what to, it's, it told me what to do." Yeah. It said. You need to reach out. You need to call that guy, and it was that was like okay, I'm hearing that. And then um, years years later, we were I was at the Grand Canyon, and I had kind of a, a sort of an out of body experience. The last time I'd been to the Grand Canyon had been with my dad when I was 14, um, and my wife and my little one and I were, were riding bikes around the rim of the Grand Canyon at, at, in in the spectacular scenery. You, it's hard. I don't understand how you can see the Grand Canyon and not believe that, that, that believe in God. 
And I stopped. I was by myself. They had gone off, and I stopped, and I got off the bike, and I sat down, and and I thought, I said, you know, the last time I was here was with my dad, and, and I said, I said t- quietly, but I said, Dad, I, I wish you were here. And I heard, clear as day, I heard his voice, not out of body, but in my head, say, I am here. Just real simple, I am here. Wow. And that was that was God, and and that was my dad. That was me praying to God, and with God, my dad was there. It told me first of all, he is he's always with me, and he's with God. And and I learned how to, that that was just another example of, of hearing the answer to a prayer. You know, um, it, it my 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 faith that 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 reliance upon God that that that. And look, God is the other cliche that I've adopted is God is either everything or nothing, you know, and I know he's not nothing, so he must be everything. Must be. Yep. And, and so when, when, when I get caught up and, and we, we have job, we, you know, work and business and kids and, you know, we get to be jam, we get to be jumbled up. I just kind of just throw it, give it over to him. You know, uh, I pray, I pray the serenity prayer uh, at least three times a day. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There's so much in life that we can't control and we can't change, uh, but God can. You know, I, I know that, that I know that there's a God now. Uh, I would for, I spent 50 years saying I believe in God, but but that was just those were just honest words. Um, I know there's a God, and I know I'm not Him. You know, <laughs> um, and and. And it, we can face we can face uh, we can face challenges. We can make hard decisions. You and I carry our faith in 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 our jobs. You know we have people that rely upon us. Uh, we have their stressors of 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 their financial stressors of of of, of goals and 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 we have people relying upon us. But we can still be people of faith and make tough calls. We can be people of faith and go through difficult times. Uh, I used to think I couldn't be a man of faith if I had to discipline people. And God gave me the answer to that. He said, no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, you know, it's you do the right thing. You know, be honest. Uh, what are your motivations? Make sure you have the right motivations. And trust that God is in. If I've got to make a decision to, for example, uh, make the tough decision to, to, to let somebody, to terminate somebody at work. Man, that killed the first time I had to do that. It was really difficult, and I didn't see. I'm like, God, how can you possibly be working in this? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this person go. And God literally answered me. He said, "I got it. I'll take care of them. I got it. Just trust me. This is, this is me." So by praying, when when I have to make tough decisions, I pray about them, and I feel like if I've prayed about the decision, then it's going to be okay because no matter. The, 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 the ripples and the ramifications are God. He's going to take care of it. I can't wait to listen back to this scene because you're giving me some serious psychotherapy for my job here <laughs> right here. You know, I'll be listening to this often. Yeah. Uh, so you and I are so channeling with our, our, our spiritual lives because my Lenten prayer last Lent was to be closer to God the Father. You know, it's like I was distant from the, that part of the Trinity for yeah. me. And the way that I bridged that gap was with my father, just like you said, you know, I love my dad and my dad had his flaws, but you know, it's like they say, and this came to me really in mass during this week. uh, And and in the Eucharistic prayer, 
Jesus, they say, well, Jesus loved them till the end. Mm-hmm. And so I think of my father where he loved his sons and his family to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the one thing that you could count on. Yeah. But but I wanted, you know, I want that, I desire that relationship with God the Father. And in today's rosary, you know, it, it's the transfiguration. That's my whole thought was like, that's it. It's it's God the Father there for me, and I'm I'm contemplating that. I, I've, I, I, that's another thing that in my in my in my conversion, if you will, came to an understanding of the Trinity that I didn't have before. And and my prayer lately is, it, man, we are channeling. My prayer lately has been to be connected to God the Son. Uh, because what I, for me, my, my, my truth has been, I get, now I get the, I get the concept of God. I mean, the, the God to me, he's not a person. Uh, he is a power. It's the reason why I call him my higher power. And it's in, for me, it's the power of love of unconditional love. That is God. Now I understand for me, he sent his son because we couldn't wrap our brains around we humans couldn't wrap our brains around the concept of a power. We couldn't wrap our brains around how big he was. So he sent his son to say, I'm going to send you something you can touch. I'm going to send you, you're going to understand a person. You're going to understand this guy. And this guy is going to love you so much. I'm going to have you. I, I, the only way you're going to understand how big I am is for this guy to, this guy to go along with me and, and let himself be killed. Let himself be killed and not just not just a lethal injection, but to suffer, to be tortured and to die and to have the option to back to bail out. Because you remember, God, if it can be your will, please take this away from me. You know, that's human. So I get I understand that now. I mean, I understand the purpose of Jesus. Now, I, I'm, I'm in my prayer life. I'm, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time with the God, you know, Um I want to. I want to pray to understand that I, I am a Christian. I'm a Catholic. Uh, Jesus is is sometimes maybe growing up. I felt like that we were more Jesus based than we were God based. Now I get that it's 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 the it's the same thing. It's the Trinity, you know. Uh, but I, that whole concept it it makes sense that 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 revelation when I when I literally said I'm not going to my recovery was not. Let's don't think about my recovery as 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 a can of beer. You know, I, I get away from thinking about the, the drinking. It's the reliance upon anything other than God. Hampton Davis used to say, Senior, I need you to pray, pray, to ask God to teach you how to pray and ask him to love you so that you can feel it. Because when you can feel it, then God will be enough. And I, I finally threw my hands up. You know, I, I've, I've paradoxes make sense to me. I, I thought I was strong until I realized how weak I was. I thought I could handle this until I realized I can't handle this. You know, I humbled, when I, when I humbled myself, I became powerful. And when I finally threw my hands up and said, I, I, take it. And I meant it. Take it. He did. We have blown through most of this show because it's so awesome, and I'm going to have to have Scene back on for part two because I'm <laughs> loving this. Uh, but, you know, quite simply, you know, and sometimes it's hard to describe our faith in simple words, but but in the Holy Spirit to extend your conversation is the love between the Father and the Son. Yeah. Just that yeah. simple, you know. Yeah. And so uh, really just a minute left on the show scene, just, oh, man, this is so amazing. Uh, I, I thank you for sharing all your testimony with us. And, I'm I'm, I'm 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 grateful for our friendship. I'm I'm I'm, I'm grateful to God. Uh, I thank Him all day, every day. 
I thank him in the morning and at the, and at the end of the day, I thank him in, in my personal prayer. Thank you for, for getting me through this day and not re- to, and relying only upon you. And, uh, and thank you for waking me Amen. up. Amen. Amen. So how often do you think there's a media guy like, you know, they get a bad rap today like a secular, but here we yeah. are in South Louisiana and Lafayette where this guy is the head of the ABC yeah. affiliate with all this deep faith. Through We're God's so grace. Through God's grace. Yeah. I love you, Seen. Thank you, man. Love you too, brother. All right. Uh, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Uh, today's guest was Seen Trajalic, the vice president and general manager of KATC. Just a fabulous guest, a soldier for Christ. And again, uh, we ask you, we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.